right to our guest who's been on the show before. I love having him on. He's the executive editor of Blue Nation Review. He is also an MSNBC political contributor. He writes for usnews.com and jimmyspolitics.com. More than a pleasure to have back with us. Jimmy Williams. Hey, Jimmy, how you doing? Good afternoon. Happy Monday. Hey, Leslie, how are you? I just came back for a week in Maui. I'm great. <laughs> oh, you are hashtag mean girls. That is just so <laughs> wrong. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Jeepers. Jeepers. You know, I was. it's funny because I used to write for usnews.com. Uh, I used to work on MSNBC, but when I asked them for money to make me a contributor, they didn't want it. So I, I had to go to – I went over to Roger Ailes, who married me, and uh, <laughs> when, when MSNBC wouldn't. We have such similar resumes in that regard. Um, but, uh, Jimmy, let's talk about the uh, declaration that we all knew uh, was uh, coming, and that's uh, Jeb Bush and his intention today uh, declaring his, uh, you know – you know, presidential run and really talking about himself in the third person and saying Jeb is not his dad or his brother. And that was kind of creepy. Um, But, you know, let's talk about Jeb Bush here. This this is no big surprise. It's a big name. He's got a lot of money, but he doesn't seem to have the organization that his dad did, at least with, uh, uh, you know, putting this campaign together. You know, since I, I just tweeted out not breaking news, Jeb Bush is running for president. Um, and, and, and look, <laughs> this is not, this is, no one should be surprised that Jeb Bush is running for president. No one should be surprised that Jeb Bush is going to raise more than the other Republicans are going to raise in the primary in his run for the presidency. The question becomes is how does he translate? And he's got, he's got a couple of problems. He's got a problem, and, and I will give him credit. I'm going to do something like cray-cray right now, Leslie. I'm going to praise uh, Jeb Bush for doing something, which is actually having a policy position on immigration and on education and then sticking to it and not flip-flopping on it, unlike everybody else that's running on the Republican side. He actually is sticking and he's doubling down on those issues. And that's why I think he has problems. Um, You know, he's going to run for president now. He's going to have to own his immigration policy, which I happen to like some of it, and you probably do too. He's going to have to own his education uh, uh, pronouncements and his policies there on Common Core, which, by the way, um, was a Republican idea and came from the states, not the federal government. And so that's not going to serve him well in in primary states, um, early primary states. It is most certainly not going to serve him well in Iowa. It is most certainly not going to serve him well in South Carolina, where I'm from. And it's most certainly not going to serve him well in the other southern primary states. And so I'm not so sure with all the money and the campaign set that he will bring over from his super PAC into his campaign, thereby giving him that structure you were talking about. I'm not so sure he's going to make it out of the primary. Do I think he is the most formidable candidate out there on the Republican side? I do. I still think that Um, purely because of name, purely because he's Florida. And, you know, a couple of other issues. But he's got problems with his base. His Does he have enough? Right Jimmy, do you think he has so, so much of a problem with his base that he couldn't take Florida if, in fact, you know, he you know, ends up being the R on that big red platform? You know, I got to tell you, Florida is – well, I think, I think if, if, if it's Jeb versus Hillary – I think, it, you know, it's 60-40 her at this point in time, even with all the damage that they've done uh, to her. And, and more importantly, you know, her phone numbers are still, are still pretty good in, in Florida. Um, and by the way, so are his. But Florida is a very different state than it was when he was governor eight years ago. Um, and so, it's, I mean, listen, the, the middle, the central part of Florida has grown like crazy. Miami is even more Democratic now. The Cuban-American population down there is younger than millennial Cubans. 
they agree with Democrats on more of the issues than their parents and grandparents do. Um, obviously, the, the Redneck Riviera, if you will, and the Panhandle of Florida, that's very conservative. But you don't need that part of the state. You need the, 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 the parts of, the, of Florida that, uh, that have the urban, urban centers, Orlando, Tampa, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And so if she, can, if she can cobble those together, she wins those electoral votes. And by the way, she doesn't need to win Florida to become president. Oh, no. We, she, no. she can still lose Florida and become president. And because, by the way, with a comfortable margin. Don't forget, Barack Obama won Florida twice. That matters. But Jeb needs it, much like Mitt Romney did. You got it. That's exactly right. He's, yeah. He's, it's not his to lose. It is his to gain. And so that's why I think it's important for us to remember that, you know, listen, he, he, he was a successful governor down there for eight years. There's also two words that people don't remember, but I'm going to remind them a lot going forward. And those two words are Terry Schiavo. Yeah. People have forgotten about Terry Schiavo. And what they don't remember is that Jeb Bush, when he was the governor of Florida, and his brother was the president of the United States, and Tom DeLay. Remember that guy, Tom DeLay? Yes, I do. I lived in Houston for five long months. There you go. Well, then you certainly do know who Tom DeLay is. But, you know, Tom DeLay, you know, Jeb Jeb Bush, when he was governor, um, Terry Schiavo was lying in a vegetative state. Her husband uh, did not want her, um, wanted her tube, uh, feeding tube removed. Her parents did not. Classic case of family versus husband and spouse kind of thing, whatever. And it's, the whole thing was sad. None of this was actually – it was all very, very messy. But what they did was – and this is something people don't remember. Jeb Bush went, got on a plane, flew to Washington, asked his brother to get the Congress to federalize Terry Chavez's body. And then they passed a law that came back from recess, passed a law to do this. And had the and, and stopped the feeding tube from being taken out against her husband's orders, against her orders. Now think about that for a second. I thought the era of big government was over. Well, that's a, yeah. I mean, truly, there's an example of beyond government overreach, and and that you know liberals will say that's a, you know beyond government overreach. I don't understand yes. how conservatives who really want to be known as smaller government, and certainly Republicans do, like Jeb Bush. Um, you know, how can they be forgiving of that? But you know what, Jimmy, at the end of the day, Democrats and Republicans, you know, put their power and their vote behind that candidate unless they stay home. Yeah, but here's the deal. Both parties are losing. Um, um, uh, both political parties are losing people. Um, and more and more and more and more people are becoming independent because they're just tired of Washington. They're tired of the gridlock, et cetera, et cetera. Now, the majority of the country agrees with us, you know, the progressive agenda, if you will. They agree with us on marriage equality. They agree with us on a woman's right to privacy and to choice. They agree with us on civil rights. They agree with us on voting rights, et cetera, et cetera. They do not agree with the Republicans on any of those issues, a, a majority of the country. This is a fact of life, and this is something they have not reconciled with. So if we know that the majority of the country is with us, that those independent voters are with us on those issues. And that means they're going to vote for the candidate who A, they're comfortable with, and B, is with uh, them on those issues. Okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the woman I hope is not my next president, Hillary Clinton. With As we have since our founding, Americans made a new beginning. You worked extra shifts took second jobs, postponed home repairs. You figured out how to make it work. And now people are beginning to think about their future again. Going to college, starting a business, 
buying a house, finally being able to put away something for retirement. So we're standing again, but we all know we're not yet running the way America should. You see corporations making record profits with CEOs making record pay, but your paychecks have barely budged. While many of you are working multiple jobs to make ends meet, you see the top 25 hedge fund managers making more than all of America's kindergarten teachers combined and often paying a lower tax rate. So, you have to wonder, when does my hard work pay off? When does my family get ahead? When? I say now. Prosperity can't be just for CEOs and hedge fund managers. Democracy can't be just for billionaires and corporations. Prosperity and democracy are part of your basic bargain, too. You brought our country back. Now it's time, your time, to secure the gains and move ahead. And you know what? America can't succeed unless you succeed. That is why I am running for President of the United States. It's no secret that we're going up against some pretty powerful forces that will do and spend whatever it takes to advance a very different vision for America. But I've spent my life fighting for children, families, and our country, and I'm not stopping now. Well, I may not be the youngest candidate in this race, but I will be the youngest woman president in the history of the United States. In case you don't know who that is, uh, that's Hillary Clinton. Jimmy Williams is our guest executive editor of Blue Nation Review and MSNBC political contributor who writes for usnews.com and jimmyspolitics.com. Jimmy, am I a lesbian because I tingled when I heard her talking? <laughs> <laughs> no, you might be a lesbian, but I don't know. I, I can't tell you for sure. Um, but, uh, but listen, having good feelings about uh, Hillary Clinton uh, announced they were sort of kicking off her campaign, per se, ending her the listening tour is not a bad thing. I, I'm a gay man, and I was I was completely not turned on by what she had to say. But you know, I, I, it was it was good to hear it. I mean, you know, listen. Some here's what's interesting: some progressives are out there poo-pooing what she had to say. I don't get that. I don't understand that because. Here's the deal. She's going to, I mean, she just had like her first presser in New, uh, in New Hampshire, uh, you know, an hour and a half ago. And she answered very specific questions about very specific detailed policy prescriptions. And, and, she, and she did well. Now, people are upset with her because she won't say how she would vote on TPA, TPP, TAA, and all the rest of these things, right? I get it. I totally understand it. But what they don't remember is that she's not a senator now. She doesn't have to vote. And if she becomes president of the United States, 
When was the last time a president of the United States didn't pass a trade bill, both either good or bad, frankly? And so I, I don't remember the last president that did, 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 that did not do trade bills. They've all done them. So that's going to come up when she's president. So we're right in the media to ask her about that. But that is the only part of what she's currently doing that I think that we have any ability to criticize her on. So to answer your question, that was a very long way of answering your question, by saying she's doing great. I think she's fabulous. She's going to uh, you know, address a specific issue each week while she's on the campaign trail all the way through August. Um, and I think it's great that she's doing it. She talked about hedge funds. She talked about carried interest today. She talked about, you know, uh, you know, uh, CEOs making uh, paying lower interest, uh, pay, p- paying lower tax rates than their secretaries. She talked about pay equity. She talked about, you know, marriage equality. These are all things that people care about. You know, she talked about college affordability. People care about that kind of stuff. How, you know, my my nephew just graduated from high school two weeks ago. He's now going to college. That means that my brother and my sister-in-law have to pay for his college, or at least part of it, because he's got scholarships, right? That's what they care about. They care about these kinds of you know, milk-and-bone issues, and she talks about them. I would like to know what Republicans' plans are for college affordability. I haven't heard one. Where's Rick Perry's college affordability plan? Hillary Clinton has talked about how you, know, you should have uh, college affordability and, 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 and deliver specific things on that. She praised the president, talking about how to go to a community college, two years of it should be gratis or free. She's praised that. That's, so that's now she owns that issue, right? So she's talking about stuff that matters, and women matter. My mother in South Carolina, who is conservative, Leslie, she is a conservative Southern woman, just posted on my Facebook page a minute ago, Hillary is her woman because she wants Hillary Clinton to become the president of the United States. Now, see, here's something. Now, here's something people, you know, don't. I think it may not be a mass exodus, but I think I know for me and I am a woman. Okay, I am a woman first and a Democrat after that. And, and, And if I feel that way, I know there are Republican women who feel that way. There will be people like it or not who vote for her because of her gender, just as there were who voted for uh, President Barack Obama based on his race. That's right. That's, that's, that's exactly right. Listen, I've always said that when you go into a voting booth and you pull the curtain, you vote your you vote your person, right? You vote. It's it's a personal thing that you're doing, right? It's it's inherently personal. I walk into a voting booth, and if you're anti-gay, you're not going to get my vote. Period. You're just not. That's just how it is. Because I'm a gay man, I don't vote for you because you're a white man. I vote for you because you are pro marriage equality or you're pro equality and believe that I have the same dignity as everybody else. So you're right. People did vote for Barack Obama because he was the first African-American on the ballot. People will vote for Hillary Clinton because she is the first woman that will actually get the nomination. And I think she will get the nomination. And so I think there, and there's nothing wrong with identity politics, nothing at all wrong with that. Is that the reason she should become president? No, she should become president because she has better ideas than the idiots on the other side of the aisle. That's why she should become president. But as I have also said, Men have been running this country since 1789. Some of them have done it well. Some of them have not. It's time for a woman to run this damn country. Oh, absolutely. You know, give, give it a shot. Speaking of a, a woman, um, let's uh, go to one on New Jersey on Line 5. Jennifer uh, is joining us. Jennifer, good afternoon. Question or comment for our guest Jimmy Williams regarding Hillary Clinton uh, and her big announcement, although she already announced and, you know, standing with the masses as people wanted her to do perhaps weeks ago. 
Uh, I'm a fan, a fan of your show. Um, I uh, I just noticed that you were tweeting uh, this subject online, and um, I wanted to call in. Um, I, uh, I I didn't get a chance to listen to the speech, but I just don't think that uh, that Hillary would be the uh, right person to to run. Even even Jeb Bush, I'm I'm against both of them. I just don't think that she will fight for the working class. Jimmy, I, I I can't agree with you. I, you know, look, don't forget the Clintons walked into what to the White House, um, pretty pretty working class. I mean, obviously they were public servants from the state of Arkansas, but you know they weren't wealthy people. Are they wealthy now? Yeah, um, but I, I don't. I'm not. Look, look. At, but wait, Jimmy, look. everyone running's wealthy now. Well, that's that's. I mean, well, Bernie Sanders isn't that wealthy. <laughs> Well, I will give it to Bernie Sanders. I will give it to Bernie Sanders. You know, he he walks around, his hair's all messy, his suits are crumpled, and he doesn't have that much money. But you know, the bottom line is, and listen, Bernie's a great guy. But you know, I I, I don't know that you have to necessarily be, um, you know, poor to identify with poor people. Um, it's a question of empathy, pure and simple. Um, and if you can empathize with someone's plight, if you can understand where they come from and how hard it's been for them. You know, then I think you can you can put if you can put yourself in someone else's shoes, then and, and understand what they're going through, both good and bad, by the way. Then I think but they can't do that. But, but but why can't Hillary Clinton do that? She can't do that. She's she's not even in. She's not even the same. Um, you know, she's in a bubble, just like Bushes. They're both in a bubble. How how they're, how do you not, now how do you perceive them as be, being in a bubble? You know, tw- on Twitter, it's trending no more bushes, and that was right yeah, after Jeb it's Bush. The number announced. two, it's the number two hashtag on Twitter right now. No more bushes. Right, number two, number two. Um, and and it, but some people, Jimmy, uh, please weigh in on this as well. Some people do feel that way that they don't want any more bushes, and there are some people that obviously, you know, on the right don't want any more Clintons, but on on the left as well. So before uh, Jimmy, you uh, jump in, uh, Jennifer, speak to that. What? Why don't you? Are, are you? Do you feel that same way about the Bushes as you do about the Clintons? No more Clintons. No more Bushes. You want new blood? Right. Right. For both of them, uh, they they're both. It's just like a revolving door of seeing the same people, oligarchic, uh, over and over. So what about Bernie and, Sanders? Is is he? He's, he's a new name. Well, he is great. Um, he's progressive. Um, I hope that he will get a chance to uh, have a debate with these people. I, I really hope that that will happen. I will hope it happens on TV so everybody can see uh, where he stands on the issues and where they stand. Well, that will happen, and I think that's that. And by the way, that's absolutely fair. Um, and the same for Martin O'Malley and, and the same for Lincoln Chafee, frankly. I mean, listen, we've only got – people running on the Democratic side, and you've got like 338 running on the Republican side. But I'm not so I'm not so look, it's simple. I, is, 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 do you think Hillary Clinton is unqualified to be president of the United States? Jennifer? I'm more qualified. Je- uh, Jennifer, can we bring Jennifer uh, back with us? Jennifer? Experience. Yes? Do you think that she is less or more qualified? That's what Jimmy was asking. Hillary. Uh... She has a lot of experience. She, I think she's qualified, yes. Okay. Okay. So if she's qualified, then why wouldn't you vote for her? Because you don't like a dynasty? I, you know, I, that, that's the, I don't understand. I, listen, I certainly respect your opinion. You, that's the beauty of America. We get to have these things, right? Certain countries, you don't get to express your opinions. I, I, you know, I, and, and, and I don't have a problem 
with, you know, another Bush running. I don't have a problem with, um, uh, you know, another Obama running. It, listen, if you're qualified to do the job, you should be, you should be hired to do the job. And by the way, and if you're not qualified, then you should be voted out. But I don't, if, you, if, if you think Hillary Clinton's qualified to be president, and you think that Jeb Bush is, 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 I don't know what you think about Jeb Bush. But, you know, listen, you know what the presidency really boils down to? It's real simple. Supreme Court nominees. Nothing more, nothing less, really. And so if you don't like Hillary Clinton, then you're certainly welcome to vote for the Republican. But just think about the fact that there are four justices on the Supreme Court that are at least 80 or knocking on 80's door. And if the court is already at a five to four center right coalition, Imagine what Jeb Bush would do to that. Imagine what would happen to the right to, you know, for privacy and the right to choose. Imagine what would happen to marriage equality. So that's what this boils down to, pure and simple. Uh, uh, Jeb, she's pro-choice, but I don't think she's really going to fight, you know, tooth and nail about abortion and. But there's nothing. Wait, 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 wait. Seriously, and I agree with you, Jimmy, about Supreme Court appointees. Not 100. percent There are some other things, uh, but that does come down to it because. Remember, Roe v. Wade was a Supreme Court decision in 1973, and there's no legislation that is going to uh, dismantle that, if you will. It has to be brought before the court. I don't know that anybody has a case they could bring before the court or if the court would take it. And if they do, back to Jimmy's comment, then if Hillary Clinton is president, her Supreme Court that she would choose as opposed to a Jeb Bush would obviously uh, be highly more likely to uphold Roe v. Wade than a more conservative court. Keep this in mind, Jennifer. The one thing, Leslie's right. There has not been legislation on the federal level for all intents and purposes that has has gone after a woman's right to privacy and the right to choose. The Supreme Court of the United States is the one, is the entity that has eroded uh, women's rights. There's a reason why there are fewer clinics in this country now, and that is because the Supreme Court has let state laws intercede. Yes. Now, that's a Republican Supreme Court. Under a Hillary Clinton presidency, there will not be a Republican Supreme Court. It will shift the Supreme Court from five to four center right to at least five to four or six to three center left. And that's good news for equality. This is the, this is the same Supreme Court that George Bush put in that struck down Title II and Title III of the Voting Rights Act. Now, think about that for a second. And then, again, ask yourself. Is Hillary Clinton qualified to be president of the United States? And if she is, then that's your person. That's your person. Uh, Gen- that's Jennifer, I thank you for your call. We do have to move on uh, to some others uh, quickly. Uh, let's go to Dave in Humboldt County, Line 3. Dave, good afternoon. Question or comment for Jimmy? Well, folks, I've lost faith in our election process. How do we even consider Bushes? They represent 1% of the very greedy, very rich, and then the 99%, how do they end up ever getting 51% of the vote? I don't know anybody that ever voted. Oh, okay, so to that point, to that point, somebody said that they feel Hillary's problem, emailed by Dave, a different Dave. He said in 30 minutes, Hillary makes as much as an average family makes in 10 years. So for you, Dave, in Humboldt County, if the Bush's wealth is a problem, are the Clinton, is the Clinton's wealth a problem for you? I, you know, I, it, it concerns me in a way. I'd like to see somebody more in the bracket of the people they're speaking for, but at least not voting all the time to benefit the billionaires. I don't think Hillary would do that. 
Oh, okay, okay. So, so you can you can be just like a Warren Buffett or Bill Gates or Steven Spielberg or whatever that say, "Hey, I'm rich, but I want to give more." I'm sorry, we didn't have time for all the calls. Uh, Jimmy, uh, last last thing you want to say? We have less than sixty seconds. Is Jeb Bush easier for Hillary uh, to beat? And is she a populist or sounding, you know, like Obama? You know, which which is the nail in the coffin with progressives for her? Quickly. I'll answer the last one first. I think she is a populist. I think she looks at the, 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 the populism, by the way, transcends party. That's a wonderful thing. Secondly, more importantly, Jeb Bush has major problems. Again, Terry Schiavo, he has, you know, eight years as governor of the state of Florida, and he's going to have to reconcile that. Not most important, but, but honestly, his bigger problem is not with the general electorate. His bigger problem is with the Republican primary voters, and that's where he's in big trouble. Jimmy, I love you. I can't wait to have you back on again, my friend. Uh, follow Jimmy on Twitter at Jimmy's Politics, J-I-M-M-Y-S Politics, the website. Go to BlueNationReview.com, where he is executive editor there. And also check out his website, Jimmy'sPolitics.com. Check him out on MSNBC. He's a political contributor. And read his pieces for USNews.com. And also on his website, Jimmy'sPolitics.com.